before today's Clyde One Super Scoreboard, I want to tell you about our new podcast series, Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, in association with Indigo Unified Communications. Join me, Hugh Evans, and a host of legends from both sides of the divide as we look at the history of the old firm derby from the 1960s to the present day. In the latest episode, Simon Donnelly and Mark Hatley join me to discuss the rivalry in the 1990s. To listen, download the Radio Clyde app or search Super Scoreboard, the old firm through the decades, on your usual podcast app. 0141-951-1025 It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's another Lyndon Dykes goal and another win for Scotland As Slovakia are beaten at Hamden That's seven unbeaten for Stevie Clark with Czech Republic on Wednesday And the big one against Serbia in exactly one month's time And as we kick off Old Firm Week Further coronavirus worries for Celtic And Gordon Duncan joining me this evening Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans The positives One Stephen O'Donnell's pass for Lyndon Dykes goal Two Andy Considine's post-match interview Emotional, heartfelt and touching Even for a doddery old cynic And three, a clean sheet The negatives Not enough of a cutting edge for me Two, having now to play a Czech Republic team Who could be bringing in yet more COVID-19 problems with them Chances are being taken with the health of footballers And UEFA are doing nothing about it, Alec. Is it you or Andy Considine that's the dotary old cynic? <laughs> you. Just, 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 just <laughs> so that we've cleared that up before we go any further. Don't want his lawyers on the phone. Uh, Alex, yeah, good better weekend. last yeah, night. Absolutely, it was a good weekend, Gordon. Betfred football on uh, Cup football on Saturday. Uh, a lot better for me last night. Uh, a lot more positive from the final third. We now play the Czech Republic on Wednesday before that big game against Serbia next month. Plus, we've got that little game at the weekend called the Old Firm. 01419511025 That is the number you need tonight To get in touch And let the guys know What is on your mind If you would rather tweet You can do that as well And you'll find us At Clyde SSB It's fairly obvious We're in the midst of An international break We had a win And a clean sheet At Hamden last night So what did you make of it Was it better Performance wise Than Friday If so How much Are you feeling a bit more confident What about some of the guys That, that came in And had an impact Andy Considine Would be the obvious one Have we got a, a striker That we can rely on now In Lyndon Dykes All of the usual questions What did you make of Scotland And if you just can't Hold your water ahead Of this weekend I'm sure at some point uh, We'll turn our attentions To the big game In the east end of Glasgow As well So don't hang around Get in touch with the guys 0141 951 1025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. A bit different. I'm going to test you a lot more tonight because it, oh. it might be more difficult to come up with your result of the weekend. Well, I'm going to go for Jim Goodwin and St Mirren. Two down at Queen of the South after 12 minutes. They then stage a recovery sufficient to take the game to a penalty shootout and they win that as well and they remain top of their group. Jim and St Mirren have had a testing start to the season. Well done to them on Saturday Yeah I'm going to go for Peterhead Gordon two divisions below Dundee United And to get a result there is uh, excellent for Jim McAnally's guys uh, Okay you got a goal of the weekend You'll have had to search a bit 
Yeah, but a bit better than usual. It's not right there in front of you in obvious television highlights. But television access gave us a look at Kevin Nisbet once again, mm, proving sure. to be a very good signing for Hibs. He's got a lot of damage to do this season. I can't help but feel, and he must be knocking on the international door as well. Lovely half volley. Terrific goal Jack Ross must be really pleased with him Yeah forget the international yeah. cap He got your goal of the week That's the yeah. biggest uh, The biggest praise <laughs> That anyone can get What about you Alex? I'm going for uh, Barry Cuddyhay For <sighs> Clyde yes. Hugh He picks the ball up About 40 yards for goals On the half turn Starts driving And rifles it for 35 yards Into the postage Right hand oh. side Keeper dived on the way out Yeah we'll get Jim Duffy's thoughts on that When he joins us <laughs> later uh, This week on the show What about your howler of the weekend Have you got one Was it more difficult than usual well, To find one When Dundee United's Celebrity fan Lorraine Kelly Gets a CBE In the <laughs> Queen's birthday honours list And Dundee United Then go out And lose to Peterhead Mark the occasion With a dishonourable result After Lorraine Had been recognised In the honours list Tut 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 Just uh, agreeing on that one Anything yeah, else Dundee United right, okay. Nothing really stood out for me Right, 01419511025 or Twitter at Clyde SSB. Nice simple question to kick you off on a Monday night. What did you make of the Scotland game last night? It's that simple. Stevie Clark's full of praise for his defenders after another clean sheet. He said he knew Andy Considine would fit right into his side and he's happy with the way the back three is working. It was a good performance, I think, from start to finish. I thought the system worked well. We made the system work well against a system that we hadn't come up against before the 4-3-3. Good, solid performance defensively. I thought we kept good control of the game. We looked a threat going forward, which was which was nice to see. It's not about justification or making ourselves feel good. It's about getting results for the country. And if, if we feel that, if I feel as a coach that that's the best way to get the results, then that's what we're going to work on. But nobody said it was going to be perfect. It's still not perfect. It can still be better. We can still play with a back four in, in certain games when it suits us. At this moment in time, the, the three central defenders, no matter who we pick, and, and tonight I thought all three again, McTominay, who supposedly couldn't play right-sided centre-back, was excellent again. Declan Garrard was excellent. And Andy Considine, on his, on his debut at 33 years of age, waited a long time for it. He didn't let himself down tonight. Eh? He was really good. So you don't get a lot of time to work and get to know your teammates. He's come in late into the squad and adapted very well, but that's experience for you. He's an experienced player, and I, I knew he could cope. On the phones We want to know What you made of it last night Was it better than Friday Same question to you Alex uh, Listen I thought the first half Was uh, I, 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 We didn't really Kind of test our goalkeeper There was a couple of opportunities That we passed up Gordon uh, But I thought the second half Was so much better um, I was critical on Saturday About getting Balls into the box They, they obviously had uh, Ollie McBurney And uh, Lyndon Dykes uh, At the weekend no service to him, Gordon, but last night was a different proposition. The goal came from the right-hand side. I thought Steve Nadonal got forward a lot more. And that's what I was looking for the other day because you have to get your width in there. And I think the introduction of um, Ryan Fraser was a big boost as well, I have to say. Uh, he was bright. This is a guy that hasn't played a great deal of football in recent months either. So when you factor in that he's actually kind of still take it up to speed, playing off him, linking in that number 10, dropping deep Gordon and then putting balls into the box. I thought he was really bright. I think he was the man in match for me. All of these games are preparatory matches in my eyes. Uh, this is October 12. It's November 12 that's important when we go to Belgrade to play Serbia. Uh, I still don't think there's enough of a cutting edge. I do applaud Lyndon Dykes, four international appearances, two goals. If we get a striker that scores one in every two, we are absolutely ecstatic. But there's still work to be done and 
These are preparatory games for Serbia Which is the big mm. picture You can see though Alex That the po- list of positives is growing And as Stevie yeah. Clark mentions All the criticism that the back three took last time out It looks so much more uh, difficult to break down So yeah. much more solid this time Scott McTominay took personal criticism For not being able to yeah. to play there Again another Fairly well Another very good night For him yeah. and, and those around him I thought the back three Were excellent again Gordon And listen I know there'll be people Out there who say It was nine changes For Slovakia mm. But you can only play Against yeah. the players That are in front of you We had players missing as well Yeah you know? absolutely So But I know there'll be People out there Gordon There's no two ways about it But the actual back three Played very well I think the fact that McTominay can step forward And get you going Look to pay Some decent passes uh, Gallagher Starting to go From strength to strength uh, and then obviously Andy Considine You know and You have to take your hat off to him Coming in at 33 oh. I, I would imagine he would have thought That if he's being realistic He would have felt as if That boat had sailed A long time ago uh, When you look at guys McKenna Mainstay So I'm pleased for the guy Because he's obviously Made the breakthrough He's an international footballer now And he's done himself Great justice Let's hear from you then That's what Hugh and Alex Made of it last night But what did you make of it? I, I care a little bit About what they think But I care more about What you think So let us know 01419511025 Stevie Clark's happy With the steady progress He's hoping they'll Continue to improve And uh, he believes There's a bit of momentum uh, Going After the way they bounced back From bruising defeats To Belgium and Russia Last year I think with any group of players that you have, the longer you can work together, the, the more they'll, they'll start to show what you're trying to, trying to ask them to do. It's also international football. I'm convinced that the more caps you get, the more experience you pick up, the more you learn how to win matches. So it's a relatively youngish squad for international football. It's, it's a good, good age. I think a good age, coming into a good age, starting to pick up a lot of caps. And even with one or two changes around this, the squad and the team at times, we... We seem to be progressing. Nobody's getting carried away. We, we didn't get. Well, we probably did get a little bit down when we took those heavy defeats, but we've bounced back from that. We've built good momentum. Seven seven games un, unbeaten now, uh, and hopefully before we get to the end of October, it can be eight. Scott is on the line from Postle Park. What did you make of it last night, Scott? Ah, uh, hi there, guys. How are you doing? Yeah, it's all good. Thanks. Um, what it was? It wasn't a classic game or anything, but my point was just to say. That I think see Stevie Clark has got his playing like an actual team again and he's got some belief in the players. I think I don't know what it is he does, but he get I think he gets the players believing in themselves. And I think I really I'm I've been half Scotland for a while there with that because I just felt every time we got to like a playoff or whatever whatever it was, we would fail miserably. I just think he's got it and his to especially the three good players we've got like Robertson, McDominay and uh the Aston boy McGinn. I think he's got it in his man to, to get a win and it gets through to the Euros and that second point is just a bit old for him if, if coming up is that sorry yeah well, we'll get to that let's take the first one first uh, Scott uh, you heard Stevie Clark there say we're not getting carried away he's quite right not to get mm. carried away because there are no grounds to get carried away everything that is now about Serbia in Belgrade uh, we can talk about momentum However, momentum would come to a shuddering halt If we were to suffer in Belgrade So he's got to go there That's when we have to play That's when we have to take the game to them To an extent Without being foolish on it uh, So he's right to say Let's not get carried away Because we've got plenty of work to do Do we have to take the game to them though Alex Or are we now in a place where the, Our main strength Or the main Area for positivity Is that we've become Quite hard to beat Yeah it looks that way Gordon when you look at The the recent results as well Obviously a clean sheet Last night A clean sheet against Israel 
Uh, they only lost one against the Czech Republic, which was a brilliant goal over there. So I think you always have to build for the back. I, I did take Hugh's point on because I was screaming at the weekend. I saying we're not creating mm-hmm. a great deal in front of goals. And looking at the first half last night as well, that was a case, even though there was a higher tempo, there was a lot more kind of impetus about the way they were going about the business. I was more encouraged what I saw, uh, but I would like to see more goals. I think the games that were coming up in the next couple of games, I think the Czech Republic, if they play their strongest outfit on Wednesday, will be a tougher challenge mm-hmm. because of the, the, the levels. Then we have the Serbia game that Hugh says, because that really is the main crux, because oh, if we get a result there, the yep. whole nation will get a lift. And regardless what happens against Israel and Slovakia away after that, then you will all be buoyed by the idea we're going to go to a major tournament. But I, I take Hugh's point, as much as we've got seven undefeated now, which is a nice boost, it's encouraging. But at the same token, the next couple of games uh, will factor where we're going. Yeah, because I think, Hugh, what's worth bearing in mind, I'm not for a second trying to pretend that the Serbia game isn't the big one. Uh Of course it is. But that doesn't mean we just write everything else off. Remember, we are in the Serbia game, in the final, because of our success in the Nations League. So last Uh night we're in another Nations League. It it stands you in good stead if you win these games. That's the the whole point of it. I know it's a bit confusing and people have maybe lost track of it. But the reason we are one game away Is because of the Nations League So We need to keep continuing to win these games It's beneficial for you The Nations modus operandi When it comes to the Nations football team Is If we lose in Serbia He's hopeless He's hopeless Sack him Get rid of this one That's the way we approach our football So it's, it's In terms of momentum Momentum does come to a shuddering halt If anything goes badly wrong in Belgrade um, Scott, is there any player in particular Anyone that's jumping out for you Or, or pleased you over the last weekend? I think Scott McTominay was too bad last night I don't think he was too bad, man um, the, the boy they called up uh, 33 year old What's his name? Considine He was probably coming well, didn't he? Um, can I say just say something about the old firm no, for Saturday? Don't, don't you worry, don't you worry, Scott. I will, I'll let you. I'll give you all the time in the world. But you're making some good points that I think are worth getting the guys' thoughts on, Scott McTominay. Yeah, listen, he's a good player, Gordon. Uh, I think um, he was caught out a couple of times in his earlier kind of positional sense at the in international. Um, I don't think there was a big challenge. Uh, I think there'll be bigger challenges ahead. And I think when he's playing against better players with better movement. That's when he'll be really tested uh, at that position. But I think last night it was great, Gordon. For me, and I think they were really unsung last night, I like Kenny McLean. I thought Fleck went about his business really kind of diligently as well. And I just thought there were some decent performances, you know, they're hitting reasonable levels. Uh, I think Lyndon Dykes, if you get balls into the box because of his presence and his power, he will score goals. And it's about trying to get the balls in there and create the opportunities so that he can go and attack the ball In the midst of the serious stuff about who played well Does this system work? Does that work? What will happen in Belgrade? In the midst of all that There was room for a little drop of sentiment last night And when Andrew Considine spoke after the game mm. I thought to myself I'm really, really pleased for you Because he was so emotional about it all Clearly meant so much to him And at the age of 33 The oldest debutant since Ronnie Simpson back in 1967 He was a player as well, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly uh, Old Fader, as they call them Who was even older than Andy Considine uh, But I just thought Here's a, an allowable moment of sentiment for Andy I Considine think, yeah, don't, don't worry, we're going we're gonna to hear that interview a bit later on in the show Go on Scott, this is your big moment I've kept you hanging on What are your thoughts for the game this weekend? Well, 
I've got a lot of friends who are Celtic fans and they keep getting on about, oh, Celtic, I've got so many more gear to go through, so I've gone into that. But I've not got that many gear to go through on Saturday because the players are dropping like flies. I just, I just, I'm usually, like, am I really always honest about the game? I don't, I just can't see how Celtic beat Rangers on Saturday, neither can I? I think Rangers are going to absolutely... Uh, see, remember the 6-2 game, Celtic beat us, but then it was sort of, that was a change in the tide. I feel like we'll do one of the games, I think. Wow. Oh, it's a big, it's a big <laughs> early in the week <laughs> prediction. <laughs> that's not to say it won't happen, but it's big, it's bold. Um, you know, the, I said a week ago yes. on the programme that I thought Rangers would win the match. Now, that was before any COVID-19 problems had arisen for Neil Lennon. It's very, very unfortunate but this season is going to be blighted by COVID-19 problems at a domestic, European and international level. And I do think it is ridiculous that players are flying the world at a time of a global pandemic and all manner of problems are being created. So I am quite certain at the same time that Neil Lennon will compensate for the loss of Ryan Christie, near Beaton, perhaps El Hamed, and he has the decision to make whether to play odds and Edward or not because he will have had his 14 days of self-isolation by the time the game starts. We have got breaking news regarding Stephen Gerrard's disciplinary hearing. Remember, it was meant to be last week. There was technical difficulties. It got moved back today. It has now finished. And I'll give you the verdict next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans are here It's 0141 To tell us what you made of Scotland last night Are we getting there? Are you seeing signs of progress? Are you feeling more confident than perhaps you were at the end of last week? We do have breaking news coming out of Hamden though Stephen Gerrard had his disciplinary hearing today You remember he was facing a touchline ban After the Scottish FA served him with a notice of complaint For comments about a referee and the verdict today, Hugh Keevans, is not proven. So Stephen Gerrard will not face a touchline ban anymore. Well, that's that uniquely Scottish verdict, not proven. For me, there was never a case to be answered. If you're going to get in bother for that kind of thing, you have to prove that the manager in question has inferred incompetence or bias. Stephen Gerrard was very clever in the way he worded his response. He simply said that he would have been interested to see what would have happened if Morelos had made the challenge on Ryan Edwards, who was the Dundee United player involved on the fateful day. So for me, there was never a case to be answered. Uh, there was no direct accusation of incompetence or bias. And of course, everyone will read into it that it's a fix and it's that this is to enable Stephen Gerrard to stand on the touchline at Celtic Park on Saturday I'm sure Neil Lennon is not bothered in the slightest Whether he's there or not there uh, But there was never a charge to be answered That should never have been brought forward in the first place Yeah, I was surprised that the, the charge actually came about as well Hugh, when you actually look into the wording of it There was no uh, implication of bias or incompetence and, 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 and it actually puts them on the back foot Because of you know the, the charge that's been brought has been batted back to them and you know you have to make sure that if you're going for Rangers and Celtic you have to be watertight otherwise mm. the legal team will tear that apart uh, Rangers have issued a statement to say they remain bemused that the charge was brought in the first place I mean for what it's worth you going back a couple of weeks you think it was 
a bit daft of Stephen Gerrard to say. I'm not daft, a bit pointless. You don't really see the need in him to go down that road. I think that's what you said at the time. But there's a big difference between that and saying something which breaches the the rules. And essentially, that's what's been. Well, I was going to yeah. say proven or, or not proven today. If I had the career that Stephen Gerrard has had at club and country level, I'd be rising above daft arguments about Ryan Edwards and a, a tackle on a, a Rangers player. I'd just be rising above it. Uh, however. That's up to him But In terms of the The legalities There was never a case to be answered 01419511025 Josh is on the line to talk Scotland What did you make of it Josh? Hello guys How are we doing? All hey, good All good um, First, first off I've, I've just got to pick up Hugh Keevens on a couple of points um, I don't usually go, go, go for the pundits But I've, I've got to take him up on this um, number one, he said um, that the these these games are not are, are I think the word was preparatory, um, which I would agree with to an extent. But it also also you need you need to say that these are vital games for our um, twenty twenty two World Cup yeah. um, qualification. So really really important um, these games. Well, they'll be good for preparing for next month. Um, they're, they're really, really important in, in their own right, and we're now top of the group, um, thankfully. Um, secondly, um, the um, the idea that all momentum is lost um, if we don't get the result in a one-off game against Serbia next month, um, I, I'm not, I don't understand. I'm not really buying that at all. Um, in, in my view, momentum is you know about the direction that you're going, and, and what I've seen. Over these past two games, particularly from Steve Clark's team, is the momentum is going in the right direction, um, and I'm not buying for a second that a loss next month um, in a one-off match away to Serbia, who are a good team. I had a look through the squad last night, and it's I'm a wee bit worried. Um, I'm not buying it at all. Well. You haven't been paying attention then for the last 50 years uh, Because that's the way we handle things here uh, <laughs> And many managers of Scotland had Doesn't necessarily make it right though I'm sure you would accept Well all Just I because said we've was, done all it before I, you know, All that I the... said was The modus operandi This is the modus operandi in Scotland Gordon Strachan felt it Craig Levine felt it Alec McLeish felt it uh, It's what we do Josh Well I mean I, I, I can't say I agree with that because I, I think that, that the modus operandi, as you put it, is setting Steve Clark up for, for unnecessary criticism already. And, and I think there's just so much negativity about the Scotland team all the time, uh, particularly over the past two, two games. I mean, the, the negativity about these, these games over the past two days, we've won a penalty shootout that's going us into a final against Serbia and we took three points last night. Um, and didn't even look like conceding, right? In a game where we had two defenders from a bottom of the league team, a 33-year-old debutant, um, Andy Robertson, who is probably our own, only world-class player, admittedly, um, and a midfielder in defence. You know, so... Um, I, I, I just think some of the negativity that we're seeing um, about last night is um, is pretty unwanted. When you when you night. come on, when you phoned the program tonight, you phoned uh-huh. to get across your point of view, and that's what people are allowed to do. They're allowed to get across their point of view. There is a feeling now 
And it was expressed by one pundit before the game last night That if you are critical of the team You are not behind the team That's unfair yeah. This is Scotland And this is a programme where opinion is everything well, Hold on a second I feel like we see a recurring theme on this Josh at no point is saying people are not allowed to criticise Josh is just disagreeing with it so there, there is a difference there Josh is hearing what he perceives to be negativity And he's on to disagree with it He's not telling you that they're not allowed to do it And I am hearing what Josh is telling me About the way that the team is viewed by the public And I'm telling Josh and you That the public, if they feel mm-hmm. be, like being negative Are entitled yeah. to be negative so, Well add me to the list with Josh Of people who are not saying that, that no, one, no one's talking about entitlement here Josh is on to disagree That That's a completely separate thing So Josh, on you go yeah, just a, a wee bit more positivity wouldn't go on this. There was a lot of, bit of positives from last night. Ryan Fraser back in the squad, um, he looked he looked great. Lyndon Dykes, um, and, and it's early it's early doors yet, right? But and I'm and I'm certainly I'm not saying this, right? But it has been a number of years, probably since James McFadden, since Scotland have had an actual talisman, um, and in all four of Lyndon Dykes' appearances, I've been very impressed with him. Um, so, so there's that. Um, even McBurney when he came on last night. Josh, were you impressed? Think, Josh, uh, sorry to, but were you impressed with him against uh, Israel? Because, because uh, to my knowledge, I think he brought a couple of guys into play from big diagonal balls, which he dropped down. But in general, he really didn't have a great well, deal today. But that was partly to do with the lack of service, also. But in, so, I wouldn't he say against Israel he was like, standout in any do way? Do you mean as Israel during the week there? Uh, just just uh, the, the, the last game yeah, when, when we won the, the penalty shootout, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, right, yeah. I, I, I suppose, I mean, if you're asking in a purely attacking sense, um, it wasn't any... We, I, I, the problem is, I think a lot of our attack that night was hampered by the fact that we're not getting any wing play, um, really. And, and I think we're really limited in this formation if we don't get the wingers involved. Um, but putting that putting that to the side, I've I've been impressed with him so far, um, and I'm I'm liking the idea of putting him up top with another striker. Um, I, I I I think McBurney will come good eventually. Um, he, he came on last night and he looked really good. Um, he had a That's because of, of service, Josh. That's going back to yeah, your well, original point, mate. You see, because he got yeah, service well, last night, and I think when Andy Robertson gets forward, O'Donnell gets forward. You get wee Ryan Fraser And I think that complemented The Lyndon Dykes better last mm-hmm. night Rather than the two guys up mm-hmm. Charles and about Because you get a wee bit of craft You get a wee bit of kind of And what, what happens when Fraser's on also You then get two or three players Trying to get round about him Which frees up more space for other players Similar to with the goal for O'Donnell Yeah And I agree with that Alec um, And I just, but I just think that You know Stevie Clarks came in um, And he's, he's, he started You know People were talking For years like Talking for years about how easy we concede goals. I don't think it last night at any point we looked like conceding. And like you're saying about building from the back, you can start to see the momentum once we get the building blocks in at the back, and we, you know we shut the doors at the back. That allows the attacking players to feel more comfortable expressing themselves going forward. The, the attacking flair will come, in my view, and um, it just needs a bit of time. And you've got to remember, people need to remember the, the complete. Um, disparity between um, between the amount of time on the training pitch that international managers get compared to ma- managers at club level. It's going to take time for Stevie Clark to coach the attacking play. But looking at the organisation defensively, it's been nothing but 
really, really impressive. Let's hear from Lyndon Dykes then. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Obviously, like it was a great win for the boys. Seven unbeaten games and another clean sheet, plus a goal for myself. So yeah, it was a great night. No, it's a bit crazy if you if you look back at the weeks what's happened. But I mean, I'm, I just work hard, and I guess it's it's paying off. Um, but I've been really enjoying coming into Scotland camp with the boys. Um, I feel at home and. I've been really enjoying just getting away with them and learning and um, they're a great, great bunch of lads and I'm sure that we've got a great future ahead of us, which which I believe in. I still haven't lost in the Scotland, Scotland top, so we'll keep it that way for the next few games and I'll be happy. Since I've come in, I think we're only getting better. I think um, obviously everyone knows when you go away international, you don't really get a lot of time to work on things and uh, what the manager wants. But since I've come in, I think every time that I've come in, each time... Training-wise, we're just getting better. Uh, we're getting more understanding with the players. New players coming in, we're getting more understanding. We've got a great depth, the boys. You look, we've made a few changes tonight and we didn't look out of place at all. Alex, we said it after the last meeting um, and it looks like it's the case again. Is, is it very much Lyndon Dykes' jersey at the moment? Yeah, without doubt. I think he's the number one, Gordon. Uh, you know, McBurney is obviously playing at a higher level, but the fact he scored two in his first four caps suggests that to me. Uh He's still young He's still developing He's uh, he's a handful His link up plays good as well If you get into his chesty feet uh, So I think there's a lot of Kind of positives for, for this guy uh, I was wondering Remember we said it At the mm-hmm. time I says He started scoring a couple of goals For living He says I, I, would, I would get him in Because he's totally different To the rest of the strikers At that point We had Naismith And you had Griff, Shankless Griffith. This guy brings a physical presence oh. And, and they, they are kind of uh, they bring a lot to the table, Gordon Again, Hugh, you always like a, a bit of room for a, for a nice story Of course, there are a few chapters still to go He may or may not fire us to Euros and World Cups and all the rest in the future But for a guy who, not so long ago, was playing at Queen of the South And was second fiddle uh, to Stephen Dobie And in case you couldn't tell from the clip, he's not from these parts uh-huh. either To now be the main man up front for Scotland it's, it's credit to him and credit to those who had faith in him Terrific story uh, And he... He can only get that far off the sweat of his own brow. You know, he can't get into the, the national team um, by public vote. So, all credit to him. Uh, the one consistent factor about the, the seven games in a row that we have gone undefeated, we haven't met anybody of any outstanding quality in among those seven. So, when he goes to Serbia, he, like the rest, uh, we'll, we'll need to see if he can rise to that particular occasion uh, Josh, what about the much maligned back three? You happier with it now? Do you know what? I was on, I was on your show the other month, Gordon And um, I, I said um, that I, you know, I was talking about how I didn't think the back three worked And I think we would go back to a back four um, I, You know, I, my mind's compl- totally changed on it um, McTomney looked, he looked like a centre-back um, I still think he's a midfielder But he looked like a centre-back last night And you know Someone like Andy Constantine Coming in at 33 um, You know Just chucking him in uh, In a tough game against Slovakia um, I, I think that The back three is, is the way to go But we just need to We need to get a bit of We need to get a bit of belief In the attacking play uh, And ability to get the wide men in Because I just don't think that Robertson and O'Donnell O'Donnell was good last night But I just don't think They're getting forward enough um, And allowing us to create Those kind of um, f- Final third um, Chances For uh, the likes of Dykes and McBurney That said Alex It was a lovely yeah. ball From Stephen O'Donnell uh, To set up the goal And that, that's the, the challenge Or the, the mystery Or the, you know, the predicament Of international football You're going to be pulling guys in From different levels On one flank <laughs> We've got a Champions League English Premier League winner 
You then have to fill up your team with guys Who are playing in our Scottish Premiership yeah, Sometimes not even flying So Declan Gallagher and Stephen O'Donnell And I thought it, it Bit of a personal Not putting my club allegiances to one side It, it kind of summed us up a wee bit as a football nation Where it's very easy to scoff And say ah, You know I can't, can't believe he's in the squad Can't believe yeah. he's in the squad of the team when actually, if we were a bit more willing to sit back and give guys a chance, they come in last night and do a very, very good job. Yeah, and, and rightly so, Gordon, because in, in the actual kind of way to pass for Fraser, the first time ball in, you know, the movement for Dykes, he just has to get the connection on it and then hit it in the target, and, and he did that well. So I think, uh, particularly Stephen O'Donnell down the right-hand side, and, and Josh is right, because we have to have a plan B within this, this shape as well, Hugh, because see, the thing is, if we come up against opposition who nullify the two wide guys, we still have to find a way to get... You know That width and, and I think Ryan Fraser Done it very well Because he drags people mm -hmm. out Which sucks players towards him And it allows them To roll them back And that gets the balls Into the box going Because they'll, they'll be, Serbia will be doing Their homework right now Gordon mm -hmm. And they will be looking At how we're playing If they can nullify The wide area They'll think They'll stop the ball Coming into Dykes Because they'll not want A fighting match You know It's Kolarov Who's come from the, the left back To a central position And Lyndon Dykes He'll know what To get into a fight mm -hmm. With him in there um, And I suppose Declan Gallagher is part of that as well Alex Maybe not playing as well as he did last season for his club And Motherwell didn't have the brightest start to league yet He's played Do the math for me Hugh Two and a bit games um, He's done brilliant And barely put a foot wrong In, yeah, in the absolutely. entirety of them Well I, th I actually think he's been the standout Gordon You know he's been the mainstay He's been in the central position there He attacks the ball well He's aggressive uh, and I have to say, Gordon, when he first went into the squad, I'm thinking, well, he'll he'll be a bit part player. And and again, I, I think that goes back to your point where you're saying, uh, you know, you've got these guys from the smaller clubs with the greatest respect to them compared to some of the guys we do have. And then all of a sudden they're doing great. And, and as Hugh says, it's sweat the brow. They're having the right go and they're doing brilliant. Uh, Hugh, breaking news coming out of the Czech Republic camp. It will be their main team, their A team, if mm. you like, that travels oh. to face us at Hamden. However, the manager won't be there because he has tested positive for COVID-19 so we wish him well I think there is one player plus the manager so it will be a stronger team for sure than the one we played previously yeah. but that's not to say they've not had their own disruptions as well of course uh, but they, they did uh, beat Israel uh, and so they will travel optimistically I, I just in general terms feel that we are endangering the health of top class football players by having international teams fly the mm, world yeah. During a global pandemic It's not safe Josh, you're a good man It was good to speak to you That was Josh in Irvine 01419511025 No, I was just about to say I think this will be a, a better uh, challenge sure. for cause, Because of the quality of player That's coming to Scotland on Wednesday uh, We are going to hear from Hugh likes a, a story What did you call yourself at the start? A dotary old cynic? Correct <laughs> yes. uh, If you want to disagree with that But in a good way Don't all shout out at once <laughs> uh, But he was talking about the story the, 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 the fairy tale story If you like Andy Considine Scotland debut Towards the end of his career last night We'll hear from him next 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here It's 0141-951-1025 To join in Lots of reaction to Scotland's win last night going on Of course breaking news from Hamden uh, tonight Stephen Gerrard will not face any disciplinary sanctions No touchline ban or anything like that For comments made about the referee You'll remember that notice of complaint Suggesting that he may have implied bias On behalf of the match official Not proven And therefore it's As you were Carry on back in the dugout So if you've got any thoughts on that I'm sure we can take them as well Let's speak to John in Alloa first though Hi John 
Hi there, Pano. Uh, I'm in Inverary tonight, actually. Oh, very I'm nice. Very nice. Uh, On a wee staycation, uh, or are you working? No, I'm working. Aye. Uh, somebody's Aye. got to do it, John. That's it. That's it. I just wanted to phone up about Scotland last night. Uh-huh. I, I thought they were absolutely terrific. And I don't mean in a, uh, as in talent. I mean in their attitude and playing for the jersey. Uh, when Dyke scored that goal, his face was an absolute picture. Gallagher was good. Considine, you'd have thought he had 30, 40 caps. Fraser, Robertson, McDominay, O'Donnell, McGinn, Fleck. There's a lot of these boys know household names, but they had a hunger for it last night. And this game that we've got coming up against Serbia, uh, fair enough, Serbia's a, a better team, a far better team than Scotland. But if they play with the hunger that they played there last night and, and the belief and the will to win, it's a, it's a good leveller. When when Steve Clark became the manager of Kilmarnock, they were bottom rock bottom of the Premiership, and Steve Clark by introducing that or cultivating that hunger and desire and attitude, call it what you will. It's that hard to beat thing, isn't it? Yeah. That we spoke about. I, 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 it, it, it took him. To it, it took him all the way to the manager of the year title. Uh, so he's doing the same with Scotland, and as I've said, I was. Delighted for Andrew Considine when he started to speak about how much it meant to him to play for Scotland. Uh, Dykes, uh, again, you don't get in the team by public referendum. You get in it because uh, you've merited a start. So I am all for all of that. All I am introducing is one single note of caution. We haven't yet played anyone as good as Serbia on the road to the seven-game undefeated run. So whether it's Andy Considine, Lyndon Dykes, Ryan Fraser, Stephen O'Donnell, whoever it is, November 12, Belgrade, let's find out what you're I, all about. I, I don't worry. Hungry, Hungry went to Belgrade and won the last night, nil, I think yeah. you might have noticed. Yeah, I did do, Gordon. It uh, has absolutely no bearing on anything, but I just thought no, I'd bring it up. The thing is, we, they, their big game, Hugh, is uh, next month also, Serbia. They do have some really top, top players but they've actually started this nation's campaign really poorly. They only have one point out of the first three games. Uh, it was a totally changed squad last night. But I can assure you, all the heavy hitters will be there next month. Um, yeah, I mean, John, hang on the line. He mentioned Andy Considine. And uh, here's what he had to say after making his debut for Scotland at 33 years of age. Emotional, if I'm honest with you. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been involved in a Scotland setup. Um, but I suppose it's just always believing that one day you'd maybe get the call. Um, 33 now, and obviously getting the call the other day was he was <laughs> completely out of the blue, but uh, over the moon and obviously delighted to be a part of you know such such a great win and um, keep a clean sheet. It's, it's been a fantastic night. Getting the call ups one thing, but actually starting. What was it like tonight? The nerves before the game? <laughs> it, was, it was it was very nerve wracking. I'm not going to lie, um, but to have the quality around you, um, you'll get you through the game. Uh, with Rob on one side and, and, and Big Decky on the other side, you know, he's talking me through the game. I mean, goodness me, I've, I've, I've got enough, enough experience, you know, playing European football, uh, obviously with Aberdeen, you know, so that helps. Um, but to play alongside, you know, some top pla- top class footballers, you know, it, it really helps. Yeah, one club man, 500 appearances for Aberdeen, uh, stalwart, call him what you like. Uh, you could actually tell the emotion in his voice, you know, it, it wasn't the. The actual words that he spoke It was the emotion and the voice at the same time So uh, 
I can't imagine that, that shirt will go anywhere other than in a frame on a wall in Andy Considine's house. I mean, Alex, yeah. What is that? What message does that send out to? Play, I was going to say young players But not, not old players who, who think that their better days are, are behind them Or that their chance is gone Just how inspirational can that be? I think it's a great story Gordon You heard in his voice as you said there I, spoke, I think he spoke brilliantly his, his father and family will be absolutely over the moon uh, About what he's done To get a cap at 33 Gordon Because I'm, I can assure you I've been passed by me uh, early 30s And I thought that, that's gone so for him to get that and to put in an assured performance, he will most certainly be in for a Wednesday night as well because of the lack of bodies. And I think they've got young Portis who could potentially come in. But interestingly, Paul Hanlon has been added to the squad tonight right. to replace Liam Cooper because yeah, Liam Cooper has dropped out. So yeah, but I, I would imagine on the back of I think he was most certainly get another cap on Wednesday night. But as Some we stage, said, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So no, I think it's a brilliant thing for him and his family, and he's a credit because as, as, as Hugh said. To play for Aberdeen for so many games, you know, be committed to one club, uh, this is just the icing on it. But he'll be looking to try and kind of go to the Euros as well, because if he mm. does well, Gordon, uh, tomorrow, that, does that mean he's back in for the the, mm. the game against Serbia? Then he may well it's go to McKenna would want yeah, to come back absolutely. in and, and so on. Um, John, I keep hearing people um, like you but and others, to be fair, saying, you know, let, don't get carried away. I've not heard anyone, not a single person that is getting carried away, but how encouraged have you been by this kind of hard to beat? Thing that we, we seem to have developed We spoke about it there When you mentioned Considine and the emotion yeah. I, I think the, the biggest majority of the players last night Played with a hell of a lot of emotion And you're going to laugh at me But again what put me in mind The 74 team Well the, the, the the sem- they And what they'd done in 74 With respect uh, John You remember yourself The 74 team contained Dennis Law uh, yeah. And Joe Jordan and uh, Billy Bremner oh, and, and players yeah. players of yeah. that caliber. You know, yeah. y- you couldn't realistically compare the 2020 team with the 1973 no, team no, who no, beat I, Czechoslovakia and qualified. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not talking about co- comparing them here. To you. What What I'm saying is the emotion and the attitude that they played with. That's what it put me in mind of. Was the attitude of Bremner and Lorimer and Eddie Gray? And Do you know what though? If you, Josh, if you're a man of a certain vintage, you'll remember, John, I beg your pardon, you remember that uh, from 1958 to 1974, we didn't get to a World Cup and we had some terrific mm. players in this country. So attitude and hunger and desire will take you some way along the road, but it won't get you all the way along the road uh, unless there's a a high ability level there as well so the the guys who go to Belgrade have to prove mm. that they can make that jump in standard is it worth bearing in mind Alex that yeah everyone is fighting their own battles just now and other other countries have got their own difficulties but you know the preparation has been really difficult and you've got guys mm. like Considine not only is he winning his first cap he was only added to the squad a couple of days previously as well so Last night it would have been nice to call on Christie and Armstrong and Tierney on in a game that you've had to make changes because yeah. you've just played a couple of days um, before as well. So under the circumstances, I wonder if we should um, cut a little bit of slack as well. Without a doubt, I think it's a new norm. I think this will be pretty much going forward, Gordon, yeah. where teams will lose good players. But the, the good upshot to all this is that in the next month, we're hopeful all these guys will be back in the squad. And hopefully we go there without anyone actually contracting anything prior to it, uh, which would be a bit of a blow because 
It'd be good to get everybody just for that one game going mm-hmm. because the opportunity to go to the to the Euros would be amazing. Does it seem like a did it seem like a marked improvement from Thursday night, John, for you? Oh, I watched it on my phone and, and my lorry, eh? so it wasn't a big screen of that. But for what I've seen, and, and as I say, the hunger and the desire, I've never seen that for years. The, the emotion in, in these guys' faces, I've never seen a full team like that for years. Two or three individuals, yeah, but the whole team had that last night, and, and that's what got them through. Can you, you imagine Hugh Keevans <laughs> trying to watch it on the Nokia? His <laughs> face there when you said that, John. Do, do you know the thing? As I watched a game about. Uh, Eight or ten days ago On the phone It's, it's brutal one. man I've got the glasses on Even try to connect I'm saying who's that It's brutal I mean Hugh Keevans There are actually parallels here That there is always a lesson To be taken that You're never too old You just don't know When your big day will come Andy Considine 33 And he eventually gets His Scotland cap Hugh Keevans 71 And <laughs> today He has his first ever McDonald's breakfast According yeah. to your uh, Twitter feed I did yeah I can see the parallels right My now My five year old Grandson Ruben Today was his fifth birthday And we had a celebration Sunday night And He wanted a McDonald's breakfast And I was And that is the first time You've ever Ever Honestly Listen well, You don't know if you've been I, was, I was 47 years old When I was teamed up With some guy Called George Bowie And overnight I became the shugster <laughs> And the, the The effect on my life Was profound So I understand Andy Considine's Point of view There we go Thank you John In the lorry Somewhere um, Where was he In Vareri Thanks in to John Vareri, anyway yeah. uh, We'll get more About Hugh Keevan's breakfast I'm sure that's what You're all really tuned in for But first let's Do this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Always a nice bit of optimism About Monday night's Beat the Pundit It's a clean slate You just don't know Which way the week will go So if you fancy it Now is your chance 0141 951 1025 There's a signed ball up for grabs But only if you get more questions right Than Hugh or Alex The lines close at 7 o'clock So be quick Tackle the headlines 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans here with me, Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got even more breaking news for you tonight This is the beauty um, of live radio All keeps happening Celtic have confirmed that Hatem Elhamed has tested positive for COVID-19 While on international duty He will now isolate for 13 days And you all know what that means First of all, the priority is his health Hopefully he is fine Hopefully he comes through it well On a footballing uh, side of things He clearly misses uh, The game against Rangers At the weekend Along with teammates Near Beaton Ryan Christie And possibly Odson Edward So if you have any thoughts On that Now's the time to share them 01419511025 We'll take a bit more Of a deeper look At that one next Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun.co.uk Slash football Always time for Beat the Pundit though Let's meet tonight's contestant Going to hopefully kick off the week with a win for the listeners How's it going, Alan in Rutherglen? I'm good, thanks Good stuff You ever played before, Alan? Uh, no Ah, good, I like that I know it's a lot of people are giving it a go for the first time They must think that the pundits are, are getting <laughs> daft as the time goes on <laughs> uh, Which is entirely possible, I, by the way Right, um, here's the deal I'm going to toss the coin And if it's heads, you will take on Mr Hugh Keevans And if it's yep. tails... It will be Alex Ray So let's see what we've got It is heads Hugh Evans Against Alan from Rutherglen You okay with that Hugh? 
ready I've to had, go I've had my big breakfast I'm ready <laughs> What did you go for actually The first ever McDonald's breakfast uh, Did you call them McMuffins Is that it Yeah that's, that's right Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> <laughs> so, sausage, sausage and egg Imagine someone just switches on For the first time And you just hear Hugh Keevans going Do you call it a McMuffin I don't know what on earth yeah. they, had, uh, they had stumbled into Anyway let's give Hugh some Clyde 2 to listen to That's us He's given us the nod Alan it's just you and I 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many right as you can And if you don't know them Move quickly And pass We'll get through to the next question Alright Yeah Good man Your time 30 seconds Starts now How many Scotland goals Has Lyndon Dykes scored? Two Who did Celtic beat In last year's Betfred Cup semi-final? Uh, oh, had... Which Aberdeen player Received his first Scotland cap last night? Uh, Considine Who do Hearts play In their opening championship Fixture this week? Falkirk uh, from which English side did Rangers sign Brandon Barker? Uh, Middlesbrough. Which Scottish Premiership side beat Queen of the South on penalties at the weekend? Dungeon uh, United. Uh, um, okay. Let's see if we can bring Mr. Keevans back. Hugh, can you hear us? I can. Same set of questions to you. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts. No How many Scotland goals Has Lyndon Dykes scored Two Who did Celtic beat In last year's Betfred Cup semi-final uh, Rangers Which Aberdeen player Received his first Scotland cap last night uh, Andy Considine Who do Hearts play In their opening Championship fixture this Dundee. week From which English side Did Rangers sign Brandon Barker Man City Which Scottish Premiership team Beat Queen of the South On penalties on Saturday St Mirren Who scored England's winner Against Belgium At the weekend uh, Mason Mount How many games have Scotland gone unbeaten? Seven I think they were quite easy tonight He got through a few more than you Alan What do you think? Have you done enough? No nah, I think he beat me Yeah, yeah I think getting through the, the extra questions can help How many goals has Lyndon Dykes scored? It is two So you both got that Alan knew that it was Hibs that Celtic beat in the Betfred Cup semi-final mm. So Alan takes an early 2-1 lead Andy Considine got his first cap so it's still one up to Alan uh, Dundee will play Hearts In the opening championship fixture So Hugh Keevans is level Going into question 5 From which English side Did Rangers sign Brandon Barker It is Man City Well done Hugh Hugh goes one in front And it was a bit of an uphill battle From there Alan Hugh seemed to pull away St Mirren beat Queen of the South Mason Mount scored for England And you didn't get this far Scotland have gone 7 unbeaten 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, yeah. 6 7 for Hugh Keevans and a three for you, Alan. You were in it. You were in it for a while. <laughs> I know. I wasn't fast enough. I knew the, I knew the last two as well. So, but typical, isn't it? That's, see, that's, that's the know. lesson for anyone who's out there. Get through them quick. And this doesn't really work on radio. But Hugh Keevans is pointing to the where the name Invisible would be name. on the back of his shirt, <laughs> and you can tell it, you can tell it's getting into winter, Alex, because he's got his usual shirt on, but he's kept his scarf on oh, this evening. Lovely. Are you chilly uh, over there? Yeah, I got this for my uh, birthday. You see? Okay. Right. Touch of class, I thought. And obviously, the the best birthday present you can hope for this year, your birthday, yeah. November the twelfth. Correct. Serbia oh, against yeah, Scotland. Yeah. Belgrade Day. Yeah. It's not. A, it's not about me on the November the twelfth. It's about Steve Clark. Well, it's right that you give one day a year where it's not about you. Correct. So that's fair. Right, Alan Rutherglen, a decent effort. The Shugster was too good for you. Headlines. Yeah, well done, you. Uh, you Thank played you. well there. Thank you God, very kindly. It's all so friendly on a Monday night. I wait. <laughs> how friendly do you think it's going to be as the week goes on here? Well, there are five more sleeps to the old firm game, <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, the the tension will start to crank up. Possibly, 
uh, once you read out the details of the story you're about to read out Well I was going to say we don't really need to add anything to the build up to a game of this magnitude But unfortunately we, we do have a, a pretty big sideshow going on Celtic have tonight confirmed that Hatem El Hamed has tested positive for COVID-19 while on international duty He's now required to enter a 13 day period of isolation in line with regulations in Israel So just in case you're wondering why it's it's not the 14 days that we have Celtics say their medical staff will maintain constant dialogue with him Provide all required support They send him best wishes Hope he makes a full recovery as soon as possible As do we, uh, I should say Um, They say we're of course disappointed and frustrated That another player on international duty has tested positive Um, It's continuing to present huge challenges for the club Um, They're going to maintain close contact with all the international associations Trying to make sure everything's done Um, And again, they say FIFA regulations determine clubs are obliged to release players for international duty. Going forward, we are sure wider discussions will take place around this hugely important issue. We will monitor these discussions closely. International football has become a virus spreader during a global pandemic. It's dangerous. And if it were not for the fact that UEFA want these matches completed and money is always at the heart of everything... There wouldn't be international football Players wouldn't be asked to sit in um, The number of aircraft that they're asked to sit in Pass through airports uh, Come up against players For example from countries where Covid-19 is perhaps even more virulent Than it is here oh, What a word that is it's, for a Monday night few out tonight. Oh, done well so, tonight. so it's just dangerous Now no one's <laughs> suggesting that That Celtic cannot field a team against Rangers Of course they can But the strength that Celtic have always possessed on their way to nine in a row was the depth of choice on the bench. Now to lose El Hamed, Beaton, Christie, and possibly Edward. Would you upgrade possibly to probably just given the the time frame, or, or are you still expecting maybe? Edward? I, I think it's. I think, I think, Ed, I, he won't start. He won't start. But I think it's a a, a Roy of the Rovers job. I think he'll be on the bench in case Celtic need him to mm. come off the bench. But as I say. Celtic's great quality has been the strength in depth that they've had And the bench is obviously undermined when you have this number of uh, COVID-19 related matters Because of the nature of this fixture Alex yeah. it, it does strange things to people in this part of the world In case you hadn't noticed, you might be one of them at times um, <laughs> What? But if, if we can take a bit of a step back and, and realise what we're dealing with here I mean, We're talking about illness, a serious yeah, illness So obviously yeah. you hope that El Hamed and everyone else associated is okay Um Again, pushing all that the, the mad rivalry stuff—it's just rubbish that teams are having to go in, with this. Go, in, go into big games dealing with yeah. this. Having said that, we're all dealing with it yeah. in life at the moment. Life's a little bit unfair, and, and football is just seeing seeing the knock-on effects of that. Yeah, it's getting the brunt of it. And obviously, Celtic have picked up three or four players uh, whilst on international duty. Gordon, I'd be surprised if players don't come back from these clubs, uh, as Hugh says, because they're going through airports and and uh, obviously mingling with other players. And so forth And and it's not ideal However He actually touched on it See the money that's involved At all that international level And World Cups And Euros and things They will continue to do that Because unfortunately That's the way these people operate You know the Champions League Even continued Where they had to travel All over the place They created this bubble uh, And players were coming back as well So Unfortunately it's a new normal uh, And we wish all the players Who mm-hmm. actually contract us uh, All the best European football will Come back into play After Celtic play Rangers yep. at the weekend yeah. uh, Rangers will go to Belgium to play Standard Liège uh, Celtic will have AC Milan uh, Incoming players uh, At a time when Zlatan Ibrahimovic is tested positive 
for COVID-19 This kind of interaction Is going to impact mm. On the domestic scene Because Results Team selection They're all going to be affected by Who avoids Or who falls victim to COVID-19 testing Right let's bring in Paul In Broomhill And see what he makes Of this situation How's it going Paul? How you doing? Not bad um, I'm just um, finding this uh, UEFA League of Nations just one this 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 year's one for the next World Cup uh, quest for a cup. Uh, I believe it's what two or three places that the 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 the, the, the team your team can qualify your country can qualify through the back door. Like we've done in this one, I just think all these players zooming across Europe. Zipping across Europe, putting their health at stake over money with UEFA, I think I think it's a disgrace because it's not just them contracting the virus and they're, they're healthy guys, so they'll probably be asymptomatic, blah blah blah. But they can, what about long COVID? It could affect them in that way. If I was the clubs, I would just wrap them up in cotton wool. Celtic, Rangers, whoever, and just go, right, I've taken my players back. They're our assets. Boom. Give us them back. Because if it happens on their watch, domestically, then that's okay. Because that's their club. But when they're away in international duty, then they're meant to be in these bubbles and be protected. But you can't protect them. Once they're out of their ha- out of your hands... You can't protect them. They're the, in aeroplanes. The they're in strange countries. That you know they can't be protected. And then you're seeing all of these teams. We teams. I called it weeks ago. I said, "Oh, but Czechoslovakia playing Israel. Israel playing Scotland." I said, "Elhamed's going to get it. Beton's going to get it." You know, Czechoslovakia after testing positive. They all walked off the park after playing. Um, who was it? Who's Slovakia, other they won, didn't they? They won Slovakia. Slovakia. Yeah. The problem, uh-huh. Paul. The problem, the Paul. The problem that we have, though, is that next week Rangers will go to Belgium to play Standard Liège. Now Rangers will not withdraw from the Europa League, and Celtic, in the fullness of time, will go to Italy uh, to play Milan, and the, you know. Is Paul not talking more about international football? Look, I notice in, in every in ev- every statement that Celtic have issued on it, Hugh, they they re- they're not kicking up that much of a fuss about it. But every statement has that mention at the bottom to remind the fans we can't really do anything. FIFA regulations yeah. determine we're obliged to release players. But reading between the lines, we wish we didn't have to. Or well, of course, words to that effect. But, but at the same time, when you play in European football, you have to go through the same airports and you have to come out of your um, Biosecure bubble in Glasgow Whether you're Celtic or Rangers So the the, the clubs The frustration are... though for Celtic is it not At this moment in time And again Before anyone thinks it, You know this could be any team At some point Hugh The frustration probably comes from the fact Celtic have played in Europe a number of times And that hasn't yeah. yet resulted in any positive cases But it seems to be That international football is causing more problems Yeah but it's a pandemic lottery You know it's Celtic right now it might be somebody else yeah. further down the line. It, it is a, a lottery because it, no one can tell where this virus will strike next. But Celtic at the moment are taking the brunt of it because of international football. However, that will not stop Celtic or Rangers getting on aircraft 
And going abroad To play Euro- Europa League matches Yeah I mean Alex it, It's a difficult Headspace to get in Because it's not What we're used to With, with regards to football And It's obviously a results driven business Do we have to Reluctantly accept That, that realistically Football matches And therefore Football competitions Leagues Whatever it might be Might Be Partly I'm not holding out any excuse Partly determined by By this virus It's just the way it's going to be One team Might be Unluckier than another And it's not It's not great It's not ideal That's kind of where we're at Yeah uh, Listen Celtic are going to miss Three or four players uh, At the weekend Gordon And uh, I think when you look at The bigger squads uh, And I think over the course Of the season You know There'll be other players Who will contract Mm -hmm. this And it depends on What you have at your disposal Because when I look at Rangers and Celtic They have A host of players Waiting to come on Of all good yeah. Standard Yeah because I've, I've seen You know replies to our Twitter already Saying like Ah oh, well El Hamed Wouldn't have started anyway It's not, it's not really the point no, is it? no not at all Not at all Because you always want To be able to call upon Someone from the bench yeah. And be available And some of the Well the most, I think a few of these players Christy most certainly Would have started Beaton's in some great form and At the moment Edward, Depending on what happens with Absolutely. him Absolutely So you know They may well uh, Again that will go back To the options that they have Is Ayeti going to be fit Yeah Do they think Griffiths Is going to be there Would they go with Klamala Or maybe they'll think the two weeks rest Might have Edward uh, Up to speed Yeah um, Paul Again this is not Just about Celtic Because it's Celtic At the moment yeah. But it's other, it's other clubs Across Europe And it might be More of our, our clubs Going forward FIFA seem to be Holding all the cards here Would you Would you back Your club or other clubs To be a bit more Outspoken A bit more forthright In their attempts to Do something about it Whatever that may be Absolutely Because as well You've got the unders As well and they're getting called up. They're they're not they're not necessarily attached to bigger clubs, so that could cause that could wreak havoc in their clubs. And if they if they they've got players self isolating all over the place and having to forfeit games and all that, it, it just gives them a major ripple effect. I mean, we haven't even. I mean, what is the reason for this UEFA Nations Cup of Nations? What is what is the destination? What are, what are they playing for? 52 teams, one cup. What are they playing for? For three extra spaces in the Qatar World Cup. We've not even got the Euros for, for the are meant to happen in the summer. We don't even know what's happening with them. You know, it would just be Scotland's luck to qualify for them and for them to be cancelled. Oh, don't, Paul, don't, Paul, don't Paul, do that to us. Can I, can I ask you this question, though? You're talking about FIFA. If FIFA say to you... Well, are you withdrawing from the UEFA competitions then? Because of the same fears about players' safety. How how would Celtic or Rangers answer that question? Well, that's 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 there on the, on their watch. So uh, nothing has happened on their watch. Travelling across Europe, playing in these Europe, and they're not playing free games in a week. Zipping across Europe, boom, 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 in planes when 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 this second wave has came and, and everywhere is just COVID. So I just don't, I just don't get it. I just seen the fear when I seen it was uh, when it was advertised that they were going to go ahead with this tournament, and 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 it, and I called it, and it's happening. But Paul, and, heaven forbid, heaven forbid. But it could happen to Rangers in Belgium. It could happen to Celtic in Italy. It could happen to Rangers in Poland. But I th- well, do you know what I'm doing? I won't. I won't answer that question because I think Gordon and Kilmacomb is hanging on, and I think he's kind of got the, or 
part of the answer, Hugh, as to what clubs perceive the difference to be. So we'll, we'll leave mm-hmm. that be. Thank you to Paul and Broomhill. We will speak to Gordon um, in Kilmacomb next, and I'll get you a nice full time teaser as well. Get your thinking caps on. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevens and Alex Ray are here. It was a victory for Hugh Keevens. What a day he's had. His first ever McDonald's breakfast. Yep. He's a trailblazer. And he's ha- I had a victory on Beat the Pundit tonight as well. I'm on a roll. So let's see. I thought you said it was a McMuffin. Right, anyway. <laughs> the seven players who've made their Scotland debuts. Since 2000 This is your question tonight Seven players They've made their Scotland debuts Since 2000 And whose international careers Have spent Spanned 12 years or more Thank you to Callum Davidson He sent me a lovely spreadsheet With all this laid out on it I've chopped it down a little bit To make it more Manageable for you Seven Mm. players Who've made their Scotland debut Since 2000 And whose international career Has spanned 12 years or more Now Scott Brown Don't get too pernickety um, Callum has rounded them up To the nearest year Just to make it a bit more What did you say? Scott Brown Yes Darren Fletcher Yes Marshall David Yes Yep He's top of the tree We'll leave it there He's at 16 years and counting <laughs> That's some going isn't it An international he's done, career you know That's 16 years He's doing years. well as well um, And he's still going Right we'll leave it there David Marshall Darren Fletcher Scott Brown We're looking for 7 players Who've made their Scotland debut Since 2000 and whose international career has spanned 12 years or more Right, we'll leave it there Thanks to Callum Davidson Not that one, I don't no, think No, surely not Because if it was that one He maybe came up with it when he was knocking seven past uh, Mark Wilson at the weekend oh, Maybe he got a little bit bored that. in the second half And thought I was just come up with a teaser <laughs> for the lads during the week <laughs> um, But anyway, full time at Clyde1.com If you want to hear your question uh, As we said, Gordon and Kel McComb is on He's got some thoughts on What we were discussing before the break And that's that Hatem Alhamed Has tested positive for coronavirus So he adds his name to A growing list of Celtic players Who will probably Well definitely in some cases Miss the game against Rangers This weekend Let's speak to Gordon Hi Gordon Good evening Good evening Hugh Good evening Alex Gordon. Hi Hi um, just <laughs> If it's no Alex It's waiting up It's you. Ah, they're taking turns. That's fine. But uh, Hugh, just about this, uh, no, I think the kind of the way you come across with the statement you know, that um, uh, Celtic are not very happy about getting to international duty. But if they were playing in Europe, then they would certainly go and play. I, I think that's a kind of a cheap, nasty, not not nasty, sorry, a kind of cheap comment. Um, Celtic have done, I, I can't remember, eighteen hundred, two thousand tests. Um, they've all been negative when they've kept them in their bubble, uh, and all of a sudden the players go away. Um, so it's when, if Celtic were going to be in Europe, which they have played, and they've all been all been negative, they've looked after their own. You know I mean, they've maybe chartered a plane, they keep it all in the same place. But when the one or two players go away, uh, it's, I don't, I'm not necessarily it's a, it's a player's fault as well. But they should get more protected um, as soon as they leave Scotland or France or Germany, whenever they leave to go and play international duty. And it's obviously they're not. Um, I mean, it's not as if COVID knows that they're on holiday, is it? So I just think sometimes you just say things and uh, probably just to wind folk up like me. But um, I, I do not treat a global <laughs> pandemic which has so far claimed over a million lives as a subject to wind people up over. So I, I, I would invite you to retract that one. Uh, no. it's, it's far too serious And I did not confine my remarks to Celtic I said Celtic and Rangers Rangers next week go to Belgium You can pick up Or test positive 
for COVID-19 Not having gone any further than Bargetti Never mind Belgium So I have said It is a lottery It can happen to any footballer At any time In any competition In any country And I repeat I do not make my remarks And make light of A global pandemic Which has claimed a million lives Can I come back in? Of course you can Um I think you've, you've took it away the wrong way like you normally do you normally do with comments you just, I'm just talking about the statement you said whether I'm not interested in I'm just talking about Celtic you said both of them but I'm just talking about Celtic you said that but if they were going to be playing in Europe I'd tell you they would certainly go so that was a wee kind of a, a cheap wee comment I thought what, what's, what's cheap about it it's factually well, I mean, it's factually correct if Celtic could go abroad anywhere then obviously even though you're on chartered aircraft you're going through airports and mm. all the rest of it Obviously You are susceptible To the risk Of picking up the symptoms Whether you're Celtic Rangers Or anybody else Travel anywhere Is going to be A potential Potential Source of danger Yeah Like you said Bargetti Which is another cheap Me throw in as well You know what I mean So that, that's what I'm just trying to say to you is, I, d- I don't really know if it's cheap Gordon I think he's just trying to underline the fact And by the way I'm, I'll be the first one to to try and pick him up on things But he's just tr- trying to underline the point That it can happen anywhere I think the, that's the bottom the, line the, I, don't, I don't know if the mention of Bargetti ma- Makes it cheap It's a, it an, old, an old journalistic device To use alliteration If you've got Belgium Have another word that begins with B So you can pick it up I Bargetti, always knew you had an, an, an anti-Bells Hill agenda Honestly Bears Den <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, I think I think generally to, to find some sort of middle ground here, I think you're talking about that notion of control, aren't you? For all clubs, whether it be Celtic or anyone else, they feel like they have got this idea of, of a bubble and a system down pretty well and they're managing to, to, to keep a lid on things. But when you allow players to head off in all different directions and take all different um, flight paths to get there, it, it seems to be a bit more of a risk. Is that your, your feeling on yeah. it? Yeah, basically that's what it is. And, uh, so, but just when Hugh came up and said but. Celtic are making a, a statement. No, they're putting out that they, they're not very happy. That I, they, I did not mention the statement. It was Gordon no, who mentioned the statement and read from no. the statement. I made no reference to the statement. Yeah. Well, honestly, you two are going to need to kiss and make up. This is uh, this is getting out of hand, um, Alex. Yeah, I think there is a bigger risk, Gordon, by going to the international football because you then go into kind of domestic flights all over the place, international flights, and then you are in mingling with others. Whereas if you are with Rangers and Celtic, going to a European tie. You are on a charter plane So the less risk there you, We were talking about Do they, do they take their own chefs And things To uh, mitigate uh, Catching this uh, virus So There is But there always Is a risk Gordon Because you still have to Have stewardesses You know There's pilots You can through airports As you said So whatever way you go There's always a risk The, count, the counter to what you're saying Though Gordon is Because it's Celtic it, At the moment It's um, What's the right word Because I know you'll be upset If I use the wrong one it, it, it's 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 easier for Celtic to, to draw that example because you're right they haven't had any positive tests yet so they can hold up their number and say look we've had 2,000 tests they've all come back negative and now look what happens when you go on international duty but we've seen in our own Premiership and in, in the Europa League and in the Champions League that players can catch it, it, it it's, it's very difficult to control and sometimes you've just got to accept that, that you might get dealt those hands I mean look at the St Mirren players or Kilmarnock. the Kilmarnock players the Hamilton Ackies players these guys didn't catch it on international duty, so it can happen. 
I'm not daft enough to say it. I, I was just picking up Hugh's comment about the, uh, if Celtic uh, were not happy. About, well, they, they said that they'd release players, but they'd rather they wouldn't in this pandemic, blah, blah, blah. And, and then Hugh says, but if they were going to go and play in Italy, they would, they would certainly go and do it. So that's always picking up, just on that point, not, not about all the rest of us going with it. And, and I, I, they do, uh, uh, everybody tries their best. But if you, the more the more you travel, the more you travel out of your bubble, if that's what you want to call it, then there's more risks. You know what I mean? So, um, which is exactly I, what I said. Yes, yeah, and I, and I agreed with you right at the start. The fact that they should they should never have them in the first place. They should never have played them in the first place. You know what I mean? So, and, and it's not because we've got three or four players out. We'll, we'll turn up on Saturday and we'll play what we we'll play. So there's a lot a lot of players that are not playing the now. They've got a good chance to, to step up. And again, that was the point I made, that the one thing yeah. which has characterised the difference between Celtic and Rangers in recent years has been Squad. the strength of Celtic's bench as opposed to the, 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 the strength on Rangers' bench. Celtic's bench has always been strong. So if you're down, beat on, Christie, El Hamed, then it's not necessarily the starting eleven that's affected, the benches. Do you think it'll be a nervous few days, Gordon? Because we hope that this is the the end of it. And I'm not even talking just about this fixture, because again, I, I reiterate it just to make sure people don't think we're losing sight of the bigger picture. There's you know health concerns and all the rest of it. But with more international games to go, how, how nervous do you think it will be for club managers in the next couple of days, waiting for everyone to come back healthy? I, th- I think it's going to happen. As you said, this is going to be a long. No, and Alex was picking up earlier on in the show. This is going to. Gone for months and months. Yes. No, I mean it's always going to happen. So there's always going to cases going to pop up. Unfortunately, was it Kamarnock that they had to forfeit their game or something? Was it? Was yeah. it Kamarnock? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yep. obviously, when they've got a smaller squad, and that's the big. So it's going to happen in bigger, bigger countries than us, and bigger games than us. So, um, but we've all got to be safe. But I just think it's um, it's a bit silly for taking away these games. Um, and I'm not saying they're not meaningless. No, no, we could get to a final, which should be. My son's 21 mm-hmm. He doesn't know what it's about so <laughs> It'd be absolutely fantastic You know what I mean I'm trying to tell him He goes Dad isn't it? So but He'll understand When we all get there You know what I mean So um, but aye, Everybody's got to be safe That's Gordon, Gordon and Kilmacomb Thank you for getting in touch Matthew Breckenridge Is on to you Hugh He thinks it's a Pro Barhead agenda That's ah. coming to the fore Once again he says Have you got previous for that I said Barghetti I didn't say Barhead <laughs> Everyone in Barhead <laughs> Sit down one four one nine five one one zero two five. That is the number you need Just like Gordon Dial Thanks to Gordon again uh, And it's at Clyde SSB On Twitter If you would rather get in touch um, Via Twitter as well um, I suppose Hugh We are feeling it in our Domestic game as well It was Nice to see a Bit more of a, a Consistency of Games going ahead At the weekend On, oh. on Saturday In the Betfred Cup Because we know it's been a, It's been a real challenge Particularly with the Comarnock game previously sure. uh, In the Forford game We we limped on To Saturday and, and we got through that We're trying to squeeze Two seasons into one here You know In a fortnight's yeah. time We'll have Hibs playing Hearts In the semi-final Of the Scottish Cup Following day Celtic will play Aberdeen In the other semi We've got to get that Final out the way In December you know, a Scottish Cup final in December. Uh, that's how bizarre our world is. But we've got to number one above all. Hope that everyone manages to stay safe, avoid uh, testing positive, uh, and get through this somehow. And this will be, without doubt, the most challenging season in the history of our mm. game. Again, Alex, I'm not sure this is going to be driven solely by statements coming out of Celtic. But if they are one of many clubs across Europe, yeah. I just wonder what what sort of pressure you can exert on, on FIFA or UEFA or if this situation changes. 
you know, I feel like a lot of it has been a guessing game for yeah. months now. But do we just do we just limp on? Do we just keep having to take it in the chin? Gordon, uh, teams like Celtic and everyone else who have got players who have got this over the last couple of weeks, uh, but for international duty will stamp their feet. However, FIFA will not bow to this. The money it is involved in it, the kind of prestige. Uh, and effectively as Hugh says Because if, if they down tools with international football They'd have to down tools with Champions League Europa League And it's uh, You know they're, they're the real players When it comes to the financial muscle Unfortunately Yeah well it's going to be Certainly a disrupted build up so far Particularly uh, for Celtic But we never know uh, What's going to come in the next couple of days El Hamed If you've just joined us tonight He has now tested positive He was Isolating on a precautionary measure earlier on um, For the last couple of days um, But he has confirmed that It's tested positive And he'll isolate for 13 days If anything Hugh And I don't mean to make light of it But we're now learning That the different countries Have got different isolation uh, periods yeah. I could not have told you uh, Prior to this That Israel has 13 days As opposed to our 14 days Yeah we would there stand here Day in day out Glibly talking about pandemics And uh, COVID-19 And virologists And epidemiologists As if You know We'd all been to Glasgow Uni uh, And studied medicine there But I, I wish to goodness I'd never heard of epidemiologists Or virologists Or Most certainly COVID-19 But we're in that world And we have to hope And pray that we Get through our season With no serious harm done Absolutely right We're on Twitter At Clyde SSB We're on the phones At 0141 951 1025 uh, Drew Mack says The stark difference Between club and international tournaments Is the players travel on chartered flights For clubs Commercial flights To get to the international camp Surely That is The risk Let's pay a visit To tonight's teaser And don't forget It is full time At Clyde1.com That's the address you need If you've got a good question Or even just an idea And you want to hear it In the show Send us it to fulltime at Clyde1.com That's what Callum Davidson did tonight He says name seven players who've made their Scotland debuts since 2000 And whose international mm. career has spanned 12 years or more That's quite something So David Marshall, he's now at 16 years and counting Darren Fletcher and Scott Brown Stephen Whittaker? No Naismith? Yes, he's oh. his is and counting also isn't yeah. it? Because he could still... Um, earn some more caps What about Alan McGregor? Know. No So you've got one, two, three You've got four down Three to get We'll get them next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Right, we're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Which means it's the business end of the full-time teaser So Callum Davidson, not that one Has sent this in He says, name seven players Who've made Scotland debuts since 2000 and whose international career has spanned 12 years or more. So that's some innings. Stephen Naismith, Scott Brown, Darren Fletcher, David Marshall. That's what you got before the break. Any more? Stephen Fletcher. No. Chris Boyd. Stephen Fletcher's has so far spanned 10 years. Mm. Chris Boyd, nah, not even, not even close. I'm struggling. I mean David Marshall's I'll go back to that Because he's top of the list he got, his he got his first cap in 2004 And then he played Last night Yeah Jackie McNamara mm, Nope His Spanned nine oh. What about uh, Forrest mm, Nope Is he 28, 29 now Ooh, Struggling here I mean all household names As you can yeah. imagine 
No, you need to no. yes, you get a few tips later on. Right, okay. Um, I mean, muffin can only take you so far. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, I'll give you one at the moment because I feel like you're flagging already. Um, think along the lines of David Marshall. Another goalkeeper? Alexander? No. Um, Craig Gordon? Yes. <sighs> 15 years between his first cap and his most recent cap Some go in that right Only two to get Let's bring in John Who is a Rangers fan from Inverness How's it going John? Hi good evening chaps Hi You alright? Yeah not bad Good not bad man at all. Um, Really just first, of all, first and foremost Is um, just to say thoughts go out to All the players impacted um, With these uh, current Covid um, positive tests mm-hmm. And um, also the players that are out injured um, as well that are going to miss the game on Saturday. I think at current count, I count there's six players missing from each side. Five or six players that are looking like they're um, going to miss the game. Now, I think it's you know there's an opportunity for Rangers and Celtic, being the leading two clubs in Scotland, to show a bit of leadership here and push ahead with the game. We've seen um, smaller clubs in the division, um, having to be play on with their games um, with the limited squads they have. And if we start seeing um, our top two teams um, cancelling games, then when they, you know, they've got the squads at the size that they have, then you're going to start running into issues later on whereby UEFA start to look to cancel our European games and then we have to forfeit them. But I there's absolutely yeah, no there's suggestion no chance, no. that Celtic uh, and Celtic are the team affected here. There's absolutely no suggestion that Celtic want uh, the game to be um, postponed until a later date. Celtic uh, accept that they have plenty of players who can fulfil the fixture. Uh, so you know you're you're coming up with a point that no right. one has pursued yet. I mean, it's it's still right, isn't it? Ultimately, that you know. I take Hugh's answer to that as well I suppose the thing is John that there is no as Hugh says there is no suggestion it's not really it's not really up to the clubs either you know the, the, the governing body may have a decision to make like they did with the Kilmarnock game and it would have to be in conjunction with a health authority essentially NHS track and trace system kicked in for Kilmarnock it was judged that they could not field a team because the full squad had to isolate that's the only Way that this game is going to be off, is it not? Yeah, but my understanding is is that um, Celtic are themselves the squad are returning positive, um, negative tests. The rest of them, um, yeah. within within uh, within their makeup, you know, within um, their setup, and I believe Rangers are as well. So, you know, I, I don't think it's a it's similar to the command case mm. as of yet. No, I'm just talking about the the, sheer, the numbers game, Alex. The, yeah. The problem is people look for a sort of. One size fits all solution And there Absolutely. isn't you, ha- you have to treat every game But there are certain Certain headlines to, to think about UEFA's guideline is Does a club have 13 or more players yeah. Available? If so then Well the game goes ahead And I know people will say yeah, well, what, about, what about Aberdeen And what about yeah. You know it's ball and golly And all the rest of it But that's because the Scottish government yeah. Stepped in or, you know, or, or if the health authority steps in Then that's different But if it's purely about football UEFA's guideline is Do you have 13 fit players If so the game Goes ahead So obvious, Obviously we hope It doesn't get to this stage As um, John quite rightly points out It looks like everyone Who's back at Lennox Town Is fine And yeah. in, in, in returning negative tests 
um, If for some reason The track and trace team Were to start finding out About more positive tests And they step in And cause other people To isolate That's when you've got a problem Yeah without doubt And we're nowhere near That stage Gordon uh, I think uh, 13 players Is quite generous In terms of what Rangers and Celtic have You know I think they'll have Be able to field You know a full bench You know the numbers That they have uh, They have the biggest budgets So I've, there's no suggestion Of that but that's not to say that this may, may happen down the line with a smaller club who don't have the resources or they have that, as you say, the, the track and trace. The problem is that we still have international football matches to be played on Wednesday. Yeah. And Celtic and Rangers have players uh, spread out over the continent who are going to be involved in these matches. And when they are tested after these games, who knows? Again, heaven forbid, but yeah. a Celtic or a Rangers player could test... Uh, positive After Wednesday yeah. I, I, I hope it doesn't get to this John But do you think In a weird way This is us just Getting used to it John Because it's, it's the first time We're a few games Into the season now And now this is the first Big derby match In this city And then You know that That's heightening things Do you think We'll get a bit Numb to it John By the end of the season We'll, we'll just Kind of Brush these things off And get on with it I think I mean Really What I think We're wanting is um, you know, really the last thing we want is a health board stepping in because Rangers and Celtic have done so much over the last few seasons to build up, you know, the coefficient with their European runs. The last thing we want to then have is a health board coming in and cancelling our games and causing us to have to forfeit games in the Europa League and the knock-on effect that then has and, and the impact on finances that has as well. Um, so, you know, it's... it's that, I don't know if you can get used to it. It's, I don't know if it becomes the norm, um, but it's it's just you know it's about doing everything we possibly can to to ensure that. Our and that's go the ahead. and that's the problem. That, you know the, the the game has been taken out of the hands of the game's hierarchy. It is in the hands of the Scottish government. And by the way, rightly so at times John says we don't want to get to a situation where health boards are having to to come in and and cause games. If that's what they have to do That's what yeah, they have to do Correct I mean, You know That's that's what they're there uh, for Yeah uh, We're dealing with a, a situation That none of us in our lifetime Have ever known before And uh, the, the Scottish government Has to take steps To safeguard lives And uh, Therefore That's why Health boards get involved And the joint response group Is formed And so on and so forth We are in Uncharted territory And uh, as I say, there are international matches being played the length and breadth of the continent on Wednesday and Celtic and Rangers will have players involved in them. Uh, and we'll just have to hope that everyone tests po- uh, negative thereafter. But it's a day-by-day experience now because of the very nature of this pandemic. Mm. Uh, John and Inverness, pleasure to speak to you. Hopefully you'll give us a call back sometime. Take care, chap. Good, Good man. Time. That was John, a Rangers fan from... Inverness like I said uh, Just before we head off What about the Betfred Cup at the weekend I think we we always speculate When you get to Cup competition Where's the shock? Where's the shock going to be? Did any of you call it on Saturday? I think there was only one The, the only one that uh, we said was We felt as if St Mirren We came uh, up a bit mm. short But terrific fight back in the second half you know, I, thought I, thought the the Hearts, I thought the Hearts result Was a bit of a, a, a strange one as well Because Robbie Nielsen Everyone And Robbie will know better than anyone He's got the biggest budget The biggest squad yeah. uh, The top quality players He's expected to win that championship Without any danger um, 
Although Dundee would expect to run him close Etc etc However Cowdenbeath A one goal win It was all a bit of a struggle For Hearts at the weekend uh, Dundee United's the obvious shocker well, isn't it doubt, yes. going Peter Head Going up there and Or going to Tanadice I should say And, and yeah. winning the game yeah, and uh, I think Mickey Mellon started the season brilliantly. You know, he's had a, a couple of indifferent results of late. and He'll be looking to try and bounce back. I think one of the key things as well, Gordon, when you take Shanklin out of that team, you know, the goals that he brings. Yeah, because Clark didn't play either, did he? Yeah, Clark. And uh, there was another one as well. Wasn't it? Nolte didn't play either. So the quicker they get the three into the mix, the better it'll be for uh, Mickey Mellon. How important might that penalty victory for St Mirren be, mm. Hugh? Because we actually heard Jim Goodwin admitting that yes, of course, it's cup competition. You want to win, you want to progress in the cup, but it's really getting used by a lot of teams to to fine tune things and to yeah. if you're on a bad run of league form to get your confidence back, or if you're just about to start your league to prepare you for it. So, had St Mirren on the back of a really tough period in the Premiership, then gone and lost in the cup yeah. to, to Queen of the South. Things could have played out pretty differently in the next few weeks, but you know you wonder if if that feels like a win because of the penalties and then they kick on. I'm sure it does to Jim Goodwin. Uh, remember that there was a, the sale of Kyle McGinnis to Hibbs in the midst of all of that mm-hmm. as well, uh, which Jim Goodwin clearly was not happy about. Now his next match is Motherwell. Now these two teams have started poorly, and that's going to be a big match at the weekend. I know there's only one match that's going to. Have everyone's undivided attention But St Mirren Playing mm. Motherwell That's a biggie Alright we'll leave it there Let's see what we've got on tonight's teaser name Seven players have made their Scotland debuts since 2000 And whose international career Has spanned 12 years or more What an effort that is from these David Marshall being one of them Craig Gordon Darren Fletcher Scott Brown And Stephen Naismith You've got two to get What about um, Charlie Adam? No What about Gary Naismith? No What about a clue? <laughs> <laughs> no <got> a clue <laughs> Well What sort of Characteristics Would you be looking for From someone whose International career Had spanned 12 years or more Caps uh, Caps Someone who Accumulated yeah, a few caps Or, or somebody with an el- Early or, you Made a debut early Or Come in late Or managed to keep going Yeah absolutely right, So who, yeah. who have been Our golden oldies In recent times mm. Think club as well Think because that will help you If you to say You know Scottish Scottish mm. football Over the last 10-15 years Who's Who are the golden oldies Guys that got to 39 Maybe 40 odds Everywhere Yes And uh, So you're saying Around about the 30, 39 No you'll kick yourself No no it's coming It's coming uh, Come on Hugh Initials I'll, I'll give no, you no. an easier An even easier clue than that Oh wow He's played for Celtic And Rangers Miller Uh, There we go Thank you Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Thanks for all your calls And your tweets Another busy show They always are We're back tomorrow at 6 With Roger Hanna And Gordon BL Building up To Scotland Against the Czech Republic And moving ever closer To that big game In the east end of Glasgow At the weekend Have a good night Barry Wilkins is up next To look after you And we'll speak to you At 6 o'clock tomorrow